Hello everybody, I want to welcome everybody to a new episode of my podcast, Faithful Thoughts. My name is Tim McGuire, and I want to thank you for joining me today, and I really want to thank all those who have encouraged me so far in this journey as I've tried to uh, put together thoughts uh, from Scripture, and that might benefit us in our in our walk together. Uh, two things uh, that I really need to confess. One is, I never knew that the word nerd stopped being a derogatory term. Apparently, uh, the generation these days um, use nerd as a way to encourage other people in their knowledge of a certain uh, pop culture reference. For instance, I have a son who calls himself a computer nerd because he just he loves working on computers. So that brings me to my second confession. I'm a Star Wars nerd. I love Star Wars. I've watched Star Wars in the movie theater for every movie that has come on, even the one in 1977. Now, I'll admit, I was only four years old when that movie came out, but but I still went to the theater and I watched it in person, and I've watched it about 500 times since. As a matter of fact, I watched uh, the original Star Wars movie last night, and I was in the middle of Empire Strikes Back today. And for those out there that don't like the prequels, I have to confess that I actually like those two, and I like the movies that followed episode seven, eight, and nine. I just, I love Star Wars. My favorite character is Yoda. And there's something about Yoda. He's, he's, he was wise, he was a skilled Jedi, and most of all, he was a good teacher. He always had wisdom to share that, that I feel goes beyond that fictional universe of star wars as a matter of fact i think that there's two lessons that we can learn today as christians from a fictional star wars character yoda is famous for quoting a couple quotes and both of these quotes can be a two-part lesson essentially and lesson one is fear is the path to the dark side In this case, the dark side as believers is when we stray away from the path of righteousness. We stop concerning ourselves with going right and and knowing that God is going to be protection for us. We allow fear to take us away from those, those beliefs, our faith. And when we fear, we let Satan begin to whisper in our ears. And he, he whispers things like, we're not good enough. We have no talent, so don't even try. Satan will also take us away from what we use to maintain a strong, deep faith. And he'll say things like, if you're truly faithful, you really don't need to read scripture. Fear continually brings lies and doubt. I want to tell a little bit of a story of why it took me so long. And if you followed me so far, you've, you saw that there's a, almost a month or maybe even a little over a month gap between episode one of this podcast and my second episode. I began to fear what messages I was sharing. And I, I have to admit that it was probably Satan telling me I just wasn't good enough. And that fed into my anxiety which has at times led me into deeper depression with that gap in time between episode one and this one was really 
Satan telling me that I'm not good enough to do this. Stop doing it. And it led to excuses for me to defend why I shouldn't continue to produce more podcasts. Fear took hold and fear took me off of the path that I needed to be on to maintain a deep faith in Christ. Lesson two is, quote, it says, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate and hate leads to suffering. One truth that comes from society today and just humanity in general is we're fickle beings. We're led by our emotions, which are often based in what we experience and learn through our lives, our culture. Sometimes it's a political base. Sometimes it's, it's how we grew up. Everybody is shaped by their culture, and that helps shape their emotions and how they handle certain things. This often brings fear. Fear of things like change. Fear of things that are different. Afraid of repeating events that we've experienced in our lives or the pain that we've experienced in our lives. Some of these fears we can actually see manifest into hate. The fear of people who are different from us or the fear of people who believe different from us, from Christians or that just have different beliefs in general. That develops fear and that can often lead to hate, which when acted upon can lead to suffering. It's these fears that lead us to other emotions like anger and hate. Don't believe me? Let's look at some of the diverse divisiveness that we have with created by things like racism, created things like po political parties. If we weren't, if people weren't afraid of different things, we wouldn't see, or different ideologies for that matter, we wouldn't see so much hate and divisiveness within our culture these days, especially here in America. Look at the presidential election from, from 2020. Look at, at what we're seeing as we're guiding into a new political election here at the midterms. There's fear, and it doesn't help that things feed into that fear. But there's two truths that we need to accept with fear. One is it can fill our heart with such, in such a way that we freeze in our actions. Uh, growing up, I grew up in Texas, and South Texas for that matter, and often we'd go to my grandmother's who lived in just southwest of San Antonio, and sometimes on the weekends we'd go to Utopia, Texas, which is a small town uh, towards the edge of the Texas Hill Country, and we'd go swimming in the Utopia River. Now, I loved the waters of the Utopia River. They're crystal clear. They're beautiful, but in the main municipal park there, there is there is a dam called the Utopia Dam. Now, I will admit that that dam is not extremely high. It's not like what you would picture if you picture the Hoover Dam. It's nothing like that. Um, but to a young man like myself at the time, I, I really can't tell you how old I was. But uh, I think it's probably maybe... 12, 13 years old, when we went to the Utopia Dam, typically we'd jump off the dam into the water below us, 
And again, it's crystal clear and there's rocks everywhere. So you see these rocks and you don't really get the fear of being on the top of the dam until you get there and get ready to jump. Well, I froze. I couldn't jump. I couldn't face that moment and gain enough, gain enough courage to, to take that jump. Eventually, somebody pushed me. I don't know who it was. As a matter of fact, I asked my mom yesterday who it was that pushed me. Now, I know my mom was down in the water because she was saying, don't worry, jump, I'll catch you. Nothing to worry. There's not rocks. You're not going hit, to hit your head on any rocks. But And I really don't know who pushed me, but it really doesn't matter. Eventually, I was pushed. And after that, it was fun jumping off because I had experienced it. But, but fear kept me frozen at the top of that dam. In the military, being a military member, we're often trained in a response to a crisis. Uh, you can hear stories of worst-case scenarios of where people are put in a life-and-death situation and the training that they've received had kicked in for them overcoming that moment of just fear to keep them frozen, and oftentimes those saved the people that were around them. The next truth is that fear leads us away from Christ and in turn leading others to Christ because if we are not near Christ, if we're not experiencing our faith in Christ, how can we lead others to Christ? I'm sure that the mo most of us can agree there's really two things that we as believers or as Christians that Jesus intended for Christians and how they treated other people. And, and again, we can, we can make this to where we can, where it's not about just fellow believers or fellow Christians or people who go to church. This is everybody because Christ didn't just focus on those that were faithful to him or those that believed in him. Christ loved everybody. But those two things that I, I really feel that we can agree on, that Christians can agree on is that Christ wants us to show love and mercy. That's one. And then realize that Christ is the only one to walk this earth as a perfect being. We need to focus on the, the love and mercy piece as, as we start to think about discipleship and bringing others to Christ. But this makes all of us, this, this really makes one thing that, that can be put into a commonality amongst fellow believers. We are all the same. It doesn't matter what skin color we have. doesn't matter what our ethnicity is. We are all the same. We're all created by the same God. We are children of, and we are all broken. We fall short of the glory of God. We fall short of the mercy of God. So now what? Now, I want to be clear. I don't want to entangle the ideas of pop culture in, into biblical theology. I don't think that those two really mix. But I do love how we can get some life lessons from things that we've seen or heard. I've, there's a preacher in, at the Norfolk Church of Christ that's always done a fabulous job with being able to reference certain things like movies and, and, and share, but tie them into Scripture. And that, that's what we're going for today. But I do think that we can learn from some of these ideas, especially, you know, talking about Yoda and, and his idea of, what fear can do to the human reaction and, and, and human faith. There's something to learn from just simple quotes.
especially f- even from f- fictional characters. That is why fear not appears 365 times in scripture in some form or fashion. You know, if you think about that, that's one passage for every day. You think that when God inspired the biblical writers to write that he knew we were fearful beings? And I think that he knew it was just a natural reaction to things we don't understand, to changes in our life. We, we tend to fear those things. We tend to bring anxieties. But ultimately, we need to have faith during that fearful time in our lives. We need to have faith in all things. Over the past, over the last few weeks, our preacher at the San Jose Church of Christ has been going through a sermon series on Peter. Now, I love Peter. Of all the apostles that Jesus selected, Peter I can relate with the most. Uh, Peter doubted. Peter was angry. Peter had anger, had angry outbursts. Peter fell short of his expectations as a follower of Christ. All of those are human reactions to the idea of having faith in something bigger than ourselves. And we last week we, we talked about the story of Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 36, and I'd like to read that for you. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into a boat and go, go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. The boat had already was already a considerable distance from land, buffed by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus walked out to them, walking on the lake. When he saw the disciple, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. For anybody who's been out to sea in in storms can see the devastation that heavy waves, wind, and seas can really do. Uh, I've personally experienced that on many occasions when I've been out on a ship at sea. And it's easy to relate to Peter the fear that filled his heart when he was on the water walking and began to sink. Fear filled his heart and caused him to stop and lose faith. I think it's safe to say that the answer to fear is faith. Like in the story of Peter walking to Jesus 
All he needed was faith. Jesus was right there in the midst of the storm. He was there. But Peter lost faith and began to sink. No matter what storms are going on in our lives, Jesus is always there. Jesus was right there in the midst of the storm with the apostles. And he's there in our storms. I want to share a few passages that talk to the idea of not fear being afraid because Jesus or God is there. In Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 we read, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right with my righteous right hand. In Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6 we read be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Still doubt that God is not present in all things? I want to share a passage from Psalm 139. And this is one that just gives me warmth in my heart, knowing that no matter the highs and lows, God's there. And it reads, if I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. You see, no matter where we are in our lives, do not fear. Jesus is there. No matter the storms that we walk through every day, have faith. Don't fear because Jesus is there. Whether we're faced with changes in our lives that are dealing with our greatest challenge, have faith and know Christ is right there. Whether you're in your highest point in life or your lowest low, you find yourselves in such a darkness that you can't even see the light, know that Jesus is there waiting to pick you up. All we have to do is have faith in him. Faith defeats fear. If there's just one thing that you get from this podcast today, know that faith in Christ defeats fear. There's a Stephen Curtis Chapman song I'd like to play for y'all today that helps kind of drive this idea of faith in Christ defeating fear. And it's called Jesus Will Meet You There. I don't I don't just love the message of the song. It, it comes off of an album called Beauty Will Rise. And the album was released shortly after Stephen's death of Stephen Curtis Chapman's daughter, Maria. He would say that this was a walk in a deep darkness as he mourned. But it was this faith in Jesus that got him through such grief and broke down those walls of grief and you really get a sense of that in this album but this song in particular is one that i think that really speaks to we just need to have faith in jesus to get through these dark moments of fear in our lives When you think you've hit the bottom And the bottom gives way And you fall into darkness 
no words can explain You don't know how you make it out alive Jesus will meet you there And when the doctor says I'm sorry We don't know what else to do And you're looking at your family Wondering how they'll make it through Whatever road this life takes you down Jesus will meet you there He knows the way to wherever you he knows the way to the depths of your heart He knows the way Cause he's already been where you're going Jesus will meet you there When the jury says guilty the prison doors close One you love says nothing But just packs up and goes When sunlight comes And your world's still dark Jesus will meet you there When you failed again and all Second chances have been used And the heavy weight of guilt and shame Is crushing down on you And all you have is one last cry for help Jesus will meet you there He knows the way to wherever you are He knows the way to the depths of your heart He knows the way Cause He's already been where you're going When you realize the dreams you've had your child won't come true And when the phone rings in the middle Of the night with tragic news Whatever valley you must walk through Jesus will meet you there He will meet you Jesus will meet you there. It's so easy to allow fear to rule our lives. And I, I really think that's what Satan wants. Satan wants us to be fr afraid, afraid of our surroundings, afraid of what's different 
afraid of showing our faith in, in such a broken society because it allows us to lose our faith and for Satan to take a foothold in our lives. Here's the good news. Faith overcomes the fear. Christ has already won. Satan's already been defeated. We just have to have that faith in those times of fear so that we don't freeze, so that we don't stop knowing Christ. However, I think there's a few actions that have to come with our faith. And really, they're actions that help deepen our faith and so that faith takes root in those moments of fear in our lives, similar to the training that in the military that people have received, like myself, that we can react when we are put in a situation that is life or death for our soul. First is we have to have a habit of, feet of prayer. We have to approach God often. Often that's the one thing that we have control of. When we're faced with a fearful moment in our life, when we're faced with a life-changing event, we need to approach God in prayer. That is the one control that we have. That's the one way that we can work. There's so much bad in this world that often all we can do is pray. For me, I often look at how I can approach a problem and fix it. But sometimes there is no fix. The only fix is God. And the only thing I can do is pray. Second, we need to stay in the word. In Romans chapter 6, verse 16, we read that faith comes from hearing the word of Christ. It's the idea of having a deeper connection through scripture. A lot of times we can see how other people, historical people within Scripture, have faced these same moments that we face today. And make no mistake, the things that we experience in our lives today, they've experienced in their lives. They've lived through it. And oftentimes, we can look at that and take solace in the idea that they've been through it, and through their faith, they have found a way through it. Third is we've got to stay connected. I don't think that it's a coincidence that the first century church were stronger together. If, if, if you have any idea of, of what the first century church went through historically, you know, there was a lot of persecution amongst the Jewish community with um, believers in Christ at, the, at that time. And often they were persecuted. They were also persecuted by the Romans. But they were encouraged to stay together in a community. And I don't think that's a mistake in Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, verse 5, So in Christ, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We are, if we meet with other Christians, we, we find that unity, we find that comfort. This idea of connection with other believers is not just for deeper faith, though. It's also other people who have lived through certain fearful moments in their lives and often their wisdom can help us through and we can find comfort in that solidarity in the body of christ is a powerful tool when it comes to facing our fears or fearful moments in our lives it's 
a guarantee that we're going to see fear. We're going to stare fear straight in the eyes. That's that's just a matter of a fact. It, it's going to happen. We are going to face fear. Fear is a natural emotion that humanity is going to have to de- deal with. However, it's what we do that's going to determine whether or not we conquer that fear or open the door for the darkness to creep in. So we approach God in prayer today. I pray that we will look to Christ in faith when we're full of fear. Dear God, we know that fear is a real thing. We know that it can be truly destructive in our faith in you. Today I pray, Lord, that you will remind us that you are bigger than all the evil in the world. That you will remind us that through Christ, the darkness has already been defeated. We just need to have faith that you will provide a way through the fearful moments in our lives. I pray that we do not freeze when our fears enter our heart because we know we can approach your throne in prayer. Lord, help keep us strong through studying your word and through the unity of fellow believers. God, you are the mighty one who has created the perfection on this earth that we see daily. Pray, Lord, that your message will be heard to all of the lost. I pray that Christians can be the example so that the lost will come to them, that we will be the light that can't be hidden on top of the hill. Finally, I pray for all those looking for a Savior, that they come to know your Son, which is the only true path to eternal life. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The music you've heard today in this podcast is available on all downloadable music platforms. The Stephen Curtis Chapman songs come from an album, Beauty Will Rise. I highly recommend that album. It really speaks to the struggles that Stephen was going through at the time when he wrote these songs and how deep his faith was in God through these times. Uh, The song that we're closing out that you can hear right now is from United Voice Worship. Uh, I highly recommend them. They're a great vocal group. Uh, Check them out again. Check them out on any downloadable audio platform. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe to it. Uh, Also, if you're listening on Spotify, you will be able to make comments. I I encourage comments. I'd like to know what your thoughts are and uh, and the message that's being shared. If you're looking for a church home and you live in the Jacksonville area, Jacksonville, Florida area, um, you can visit the San Jose Church of Christ. We meet on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class, and we meet for worship at 10.30 a.m. Feel free to check us out on our website, which is www.sjcc.us. Once again, www.sjcc.us. You can also download the San Jose Church of Christ app. It's available on both Apple and Google app stores. Until next time, may God continually bless you and those that are around you. This has been Faithful Thoughts, and I'm Tim McGuire.